is Baseball Tonight, the podcast. This is the Baseball Tonight podcast for Monday, September 18th, 2023, and today will be better than yesterday. I'm Buster Olney, and I'm in Phoenix, where I just saw the Diamondbacks complete a sweep of the Chicago Cubs. Sarah Abbott is back in Connecticut, and Taylor Schwink is broken. Like, I get this text message today, Taylor, that you have suffered three broken bones in your foot. What the heck happened? Well, Buster, it was uh, it was an awesome Friday night until probably about 11 o'clock. I, I came down here to Maryland to uh, see the University of Maryland play Virginia in football uh, with the whole family. Had an awesome time. I uh, hadn't been to a game in like four or five years and tailgated my face off. And it, it was everything I, I was hoping it would be. Um, but in the meantime, we left my dog Dolly at my friend's mom's house and uh, we drove back from the game. I didn't drive back. My wife drove back. Uh, just to clarify there. And we went inside, got the dog, um, and we brought her crate, which is a big metal heavy box that folds up. And I'm walking across the lawn to put it back in the car. And out of nowhere, I, I just I just eat it. And it was kind of slow. My foot got stuck on something. And I, I kind of went down slow and I could, you know, I was had the, enough wherewithal to throw the crate because I was it was going to land on my head. I was being silly and acting like it was a hat at the time. So um, I, that, you know, that, that's the kind of state that I was in, but I was, I was thinking enough that I threw the crate in the road. I landed on my knees rather than my face or something. Um, but what I realized had happened is, uh, on the front of the lawn where the lawn met the road, mm. there was like one of those short garden, um, like little fences, like a garden divider oh. almost, you know what I'm talking about? And I got yeah. my foot stuck in it. I fell forward and I crunched my foot inside of that. All your weight going back onto your foot, right? As you fell. Yep. 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 So yeah, three broken metatarsals. Um, my wife, uh, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, they were all there for it. They had no idea what I tripped on. It was dark and they were, everyone was like looking around for what it actually was. I had ac- ended up actually tearing it out of the ground. Um, and they all absolved me. I was intoxicated at the time, but they said there's no way that any, all, any one of us would have tripped over that. Um, had they walked through the yard, I was the first one through the yard. So my father, actually, it was probably good because if my father-in-law went down, um, you know, that could have been an uglier scene. So I, I guess I took the bullet for the family there, but, uh, Man. Yeah, we're, we're down bad. I'm, I'm going to be casted here soon, uh, in a cast for six to eight weeks. Can't put any pressure on it. I'm on crutches. Um, I'm basically useless in my own house and, uh, my wife is doing everything for me, including, uh, taking care of our dog. So, boy, I hope you heal up pretty quickly here in the next couple months. We're gonna we're gonna be rushing back, Buster. Uh, you know we're gonna be doing all all sorts of treatments. Should I, maybe I should go to the cryo chamber? You know who who's got a foot injury in baseball that I can talk to? Well, oh, we'll figure that I, out. you know, yes, yeah, I have to put you <laughs> in touch with some some athletic trainer from one of these teams. It'd be miracle cure because the playoffs are around the corner. We need you, man. Yeah, we, we go we go to five days a week when the playoffs are here. So I'll still be around, but uh, you know I might need a couple days to recover. But uh, I ain't going nowhere. Well, I I hope you feel better. Man, that is brutal. Well, just for you, I want to start the podcast highlights with the Baltimore Orioles clinching a playoff spot today. The pitch. Mullins lines it center field. Back goes Margot. He is going to make the catch, but it doesn't matter. Rutschman will race home. He's going to tag up the Orioles. They have clinched a postseason spot, and they have also walked it off as they beat the Rays 5-4-11, and it's a melee between first and second base. That from WBAL. The Orioles win 5-4. They have clinched a playoff spot, and Taylor, your foot's killing you, but that had to feel good. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, postseason baseball back in my life. I mean, I, I, I know it's been since 2016. I really don't even count that. So it's been since 2014, since they won the, the division, and... Oh my god, it, it feels amazing. It, it, my my celebration has been tampered. I haven't been as excited as I as I normally would, but uh, I'm excited to, to sit on my couch and uh, do nothing and watch baseball and watch the Orioles. Well, be fun. You know what? Uh, there's going to be a lot of baseball to watch for the Orioles and likely for the Rays, assuming that they clinch. Uh, two really good teams at the top of the American League East. The Diamondbacks face the Cubs. Look, going into Friday, the Cubs look to be in a good position to be the number five seed in the National League. But this weekend, the Diamondbacks won Friday. They won a crazy game on Saturday. And in the bottom of the first inning on Sunday Night Baseball, they took a lead. And a pitch. Swing and a line drive. Base hit out of the left center field. Fam around third. He's coming in to score. 
Racing for third is Walker. Into second is Guriel. And the Diamondbacks lead it two to nothing. That would not be the only highlight for Guriel in this game. The Diamondbacks can play some defense. Swing and a fly ball hit well. Left center field towards the gap. Racing out there is Guriel, and he makes the catch. Wow, Lourdes Guriel Jr., who's had a fine year defensively, makes a great running catch in left center, steals extra bases from Dansby Swanson in a run from the Cubs. That was Book Shambi on ESPN Radio. On television, on Sunday Night Baseball, at that moment, Corbin Carroll was wearing a microphone for us, and when he saw Guriel made that catch, he just let out a whoop of excitement because that turned out to be a pivotal play. It was still 3-2, to two, bottom of the sixth inning, when this happened. Here's a swing, a high fly ball, well struck right field. Suzuki back, back some more at the tack at the wall, and it's gone. Marte with a two-run homer over the right field fence is 23rd. And the Diamondbacks add two and lead it 5-2. On their way to a victory and a sweep of the Chicago Cubs. The Cincinnati Reds were in City Field playing against the Mets. And Francisco Alvarez added to the Mets' lead in the bottom of the third. Here comes a 3-2 pitch. Swing a line drive down the left field line. That's a base hit to give the Mets the lead. Nimmo is in. Lindor is in. Alvarez struts into second base with a double. A two-run double by the rookie, Francisco Alvarez. It is 3-1 New York in the bottom of the third. The Mets on their way to an 8-4 win over Cincinnati. That sound from WCBS. You know, the Braves last week clinched the National League East, and then they went into Miami, and they got obliterated. Morton comes set. The first pitch that Jazz is swung on and hit high and deep. Right center field. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my goodness. A grand slam for Jazz Chisholm Jr. His second in as many days. 5 nothing Miami here in the bottom of the third. Say what you say. Do what you do, baby boy. <laughs> the Marlins went on to win this game 16-2, that from 940 WINZ. At the end of the day, the three National League wildcard leaders are the Phillies, the Diamondbacks, with the Cubs and Marlins tied for the third spot at 78-72. and 72. The Reds a half game behind those two teams, and the Giants two games out. So the National League... Feels like it's still wide open, but the Diamondbacks with a big step forward with that weekend series against the Cubs. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals in the hottest tickets. Experience it live. In the American League, the Blue Jays felt like at the end of last week, like they were kind of left for dead, but they had a good weekend in Toronto against the Red Sox. 3-2. In the air. That's hit well. Back to the wall and gone. over the wall in right field for Dalton Varsho. That was Sportsnet 590, the fan. Now, the Red Sox would come back, and the Blue Jays had to try to come back in the bottom of the ninth. Chapman, one for three with a double. And now a well-hit ball to center. And it's off the wall. Biggio on his way to third. On his way home, and the Blue Jays will win Chapman delivers with a double off the center field wall in the bottom of the ninth. And the Blue Jays win it and sweep the series. What a big series. That, of course, was the great Dan Schulman with that call of the Blue Jays game winner. The Rangers trying to make the playoffs at American League wild card. Maybe American League West faced the Guardians. It did not go well. Here's his 1-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to left. Shallow near the line. Sinking fast, it drops. Scoring on the play is Naylor. And in the third goes Loriano. Andre Jimenez drives in a couple as Stephen Kwan was just ahead of Naylor. That from WTM, 1100. The Guardians win that game 9-2. And at the end of the day, the Rays lead the American League wildcard race. The Jays are in second after that weekend sleep, uh, sweep, and the Rangers are in third with the Mariners at the moment out 
of the American League playoff picture. Uh, over the weekend, we found out that Choi Otani has shifted his focus to an elbow procedure. Uh, he got an MRI uh, on his right oblique on Friday afternoon. And once he got news that uh, he was not going to be able to play the rest of the season, he began to focus on 2024, cleaned out his locker. Uh, and then on Saturday, Perry Manassian, their general manager, mentioned that he's got a procedure coming up on that elbow as he starts to get ready, not only for next season, but also for free agency. And before I go, I just want to say this. Everybody in baseball is thinking about former Phillies manager Charlie Manuel, who suffered a stroke over the weekend. He's one of the great guys in the sport. And I saw so many people sending out notes and, and uh, good wishes for Charlie. Uh, we got a note from the Phillies on Sunday that the doctors felt like his condition had improved. Taylor, what else you got? Buster, we had a uh, fun weekend in college football, the College Game Day podcast with Reese Davis and Pete Thamel. We'll be covering that. We're going to have to hear about uh, their experience with The Rock on set and uh, another big weekend of games, a ton of ranked on ranked matchups. Uh, the show is going to South Bend for Notre Dame, Ohio State. Should be a lot of fun. Check it out, the, the College Game Day podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now or on YouTube. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NexGuard Plus, a Foxaloner, Moxidectin, and Pyrantal chewable tablets. NexGuard Plus chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease, plus it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NexGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Used with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurological disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting preventive. Seam heads rejoice. This is Timmy time. Baseball is the greatest game. With Tim Kirkshen. It never disappoints you. On Baseball Tonight. Tim Kirkshen covers baseball for ESPN. And Tim, it's a Sunday night and you're driving home uh, from Bristol uh, on your way back to Maryland. Yes? Um, yeah, but this is a little different tonight, Buster. I'm taking a detour on the way from Bristol to Maryland. I'm stopping at my son's house outside of Philadelphia. He is a radio show host, and he had a baby, McKinley, five weeks ago. So I'm going to stop at his house and see what I can do to help out tomorrow around the house. Baby, cooking, whatever is necessary. So instead of getting home at 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get to his house at about 1130, and it's going to be great. Oh, man. Uh, there's nothing better than a baby. Uh, and I bet you you're you're just dying to, to have the little one in your arms. Uh, you know, Tim, since uh, we started the podcast, I mean, you drove home after Sunday Night Baseball so often uh, where you would do the show and then you drive home. And for a long time, it was to go home and, and take care of your mom with your brother. And then the last couple of years, it's been to drive home to take care of your brother, Matt. Um, he passed away since the last time we talked to you on the podcast. I know how close the two of you were. Uh, so my heart is with you. Well, thank you, Buster. I appreciate it. It's been it'll be two weeks tomorrow, Monday, and uh, it has been a devastating loss for our family. My brother, Matt, was the ringleader of our entire extended family and we will never be the same without him but he died of ALS buster and at the end it was it was so bad that it was merciful that he passed because no one should have to live another second like that so as devastated as we all are and as crushed as we all are and um, this was the right thing to happen because 
Uh, no one should live that way. So I'm, uh, I'll never be the same Buster, but my brother is the most upbeat, positive person and the strongest and kindest and gentlest man I've ever met. And he would be really upset if we just were moping around all the time. So we all went back to work and, uh, it, it has been difficult, but this is what he would want us to do. So that's what we're going to do. So, uh, tell me about how you and your brother shared baseball. Well, we grew up in the same house, 11 months apart, born in the same year with a dad who could really play and a, guy, a dad who loved the game. So this was a part of our lives since as far back as we can remember. And since we were in the same grade in school, we were on the same teams, high school, all that. Um, he was always my bigger brother. Uh, older brother and better brother when it came to baseball, certainly. And we played constantly out in front of the house. We used to play pitcher, catcher, batter, which was just another word for we threw tennis balls at each other and tried to hit, and he would throw harder than me. And I would, I usually didn't do too well against him because he was better than me. But um, So we shared that, and we've shared it all the way through. He had a great feel for the game. He was a great college baseball player, and they named the Matt Kirchner Ultimate Teammate Award after him at Catholic University, where he played for four years, and that is uh, awarded every year to the player that uh, is the best teammate. That's what my brother did, was he was the best teammate I've ever had in my life, especially in baseball. So we shared baseball from as long as I can remember back until the day he died. So you being you and having the success that you've had, I'm curious about your conversations. Would he pick your brain all the time about players, about teams, about uh, situations that were going on with clubs? Was he that big of a fan or when you guys got together, was that sort of that stuff sort of set aside? It, it was. We would talk about the actual playing of the game. That's what I enjoyed the most with my brother, Matt and my brother, Andy, who was a great, great college baseball player is, is just watching the games with, with them, especially with Matt, since I lived close to him and we would talk about, you know, the game, like look at the jump he got on that ball or look at the lead he got there. These are the things that my brother could see so well since he was a really good player. So he wasn't interested necessarily in somebody's contract status or how much is Otani going to get. He was more interested in the actual playing of the game, how to make a double play. These are the things that my father taught us growing up about the game, what to look for. He gave us all such a good feel for the game because my dad knew how to play. He was a really good player, and he taught us what to look for. Well, I've been thinking a lot about you, you know, this morning, Eduardo and uh, Carl, David Cohn and I, we had a long conversation about you and how you were doing. And, uh, you know, I, I know a, a lot of people are thinking out, thinking about you, Tim. Uh, the way you described your brother uh, as I transitioned into baseball uh, for now, your brother, I'm guessing, would have loved to have watched this year's Diamondbacks team. Um, in terms of how well they play, how they defense, the run, the whole thing. I mean, I, it was a thrill to watch them this weekend as they swept the Cubs, just because it felt like there was just so much energy with that group, Tim. Yeah, my brother would have fit in perfectly on that team. Young, hungry, aggressive, athletic, really fast. That described my brother. And that's who the Diamondbacks are, Buster. And that's why they have a real chance to go to the playoffs because they play a slightly different game than everyone else. Because as you know, and you saw, they are constantly pushing it. We're going first to third on you. We're going to score from first on a double. We're going to steal a base. We're going to bunt. We're going to put a ball in play and we're going to take our youth at you. It's a young man's game now, Buster, now more than ever. And just like the Reds, the, the Diamondbacks personify that. And that's why they're so much fun to watch. And that's why they're so resilient. As you know, they had that horrendous stretch in August where you thought they're too young. They're not ready to do this. And they've recovered from it. That's the most impressive part to me. 
So today was their 17th game in 17 days. And I love that, you know, they looked like they were just gassed when they got beaten beaten up by the Mets in City Field last week. And I love the story that Tori Lavello tells about uh, as he watched the team play that final game in City Field on Thursday. You know, he pulled out. They were getting beat like 7-1 to in the 6th or 7th inning. He pulls out some of his regulars and he tells them, look, go up to the clubhouse, get changed, then come back and, and share in this as we go through this to the end. And even before that, Tim, he had reached out to Dustin Pedroia, who, of course, is, uh, you know, is for, it lives in the Phoenix area. He went to Arizona State uh, and, and he decided that Dustin Pedroia wanted to have him speak to his team. So he goes into the Diamondbacks clubhouse on Friday night. And, you know, Dustin Pedroia probably couldn't repeat all the stuff that he said. But among the messages that he sent to the players were, don't give me that whole thing about you guys being too young. When I was with the Red Sox, Jacoby Ellsbury had like a handful of days of service time. I was a rookie. There are other young players. We won the World Series. He probably mentioned John Lester in there, too. And he also said, and don't tell me about being tired. Like, you got two weeks to go. You're playing for the playoffs. Let's go. And I don't know if it was coincidence or not, but that team that looked so flat in those games in City Field last week, Tim, they went out this weekend and had a great series against the Cubs. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, when a 5'7 guy who won an MVP and is a borderline Hall of Famer walks in and and gives you a speech uh, and you know how Dustin Pedroia delivered it, if you don't respond to that, then you have no right even playing in the big leagues. That's who Dustin Pedroia is. And I love the part where he said, don't tell me you're tired. No one gets tired this time of year because the adrenaline is flowing so hard because you are a ma- major leaguer in a pennant race. <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> you know, Pedroia used to get to the ballpark eight hours before the game started, always. And David Ross told me when they were teammates with the Red Sox, Rossi was just getting up in the morning to go to breakfast, and he saw Pedroia in the neighborhood. He said, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to the ballpark. Where else? It was like 11 o'clock in the morning for a 7 o'clock game. That's who Dustin Pedroia is, and that's the message he sent to the Diamondbacks, and I'm sure they received it. And I love the fact that Torrey also told Dustin, now don't leave my clubhouse and go right over to the Cubs clubhouse and see David Ross – and, uh, you know, Mike Napoli, your former teammates, and give the same speech to those guys. He basically banned him from talking to the Cubs. Uh, and maybe the Cubs needed Dustin Pedroia because, uh, Tim, what a what a tough stretch they're in right now. Yeah, that's five in a row, Buster, as you know. And they've gone from a team that had a chance to win the division, a team that looked like it had a real solid hold on the second wild card, meaning they would open with the Phillies if they didn't win the division. And now clearly they're not going to win the division because the Brewers are playing so well. And now they're in danger of not making the playoffs. But I still think the Cubs have a, you know, have a nice stretch left in them. They're a good offensive team, which we've seen for the last three months. They've just run into a difficult time here and they better get it straightened out right away. So uh, I get asked, you get asked too, like, okay, here are the five teams going for the wild card in the National League. Which two or three are going to get in? And I'm just like, I don't know. I, I punt because when I, we reach this time of year, Tim, I always feel like, you know, we're, we're not talking about like the 27 Yankees among these teams. We're talking about teams that are, you know, generally speaking, sort of middle of the road. They're battling. So they can get hot. They can get cold. So I'm not going to ask you which team is actually going to make the playoffs. I would say this. Uh, when you look at, uh, you know, the sort of what's going on with the various teams, the Giants look flat. To me, to go and play Colorado the way they did, that uh, that that was a little bit, uh, for me, a, a sign maybe that they're not going to get the finish line. I cannot believe, Tim, that the Marlins are still in the race. Neither can I. And I cannot believe they just swept the Braves and scored 36 runs in three games against the Braves. This is why baseball's the best game, Buster. A week ago, I would have said the Marlins are not making the playoffs, period. Something's going to happen. They're not going to get there. They don't score enough runs. And then they average 12 a game against the Brewers in a, and against the Braves in a three-game series. So I, I don't know. I, I try to answer the question instead of punting, but I always preface it by saying, 
I might change my mind on this tomorrow because everything changes tomorrow. This is a day-by-day thing, and I am relatively certain we're going to have a tie uh, for one of the, for the last wild card spot in, in the National League and maybe in the American League. That's how close it's going to be. All right, before we move on from the Diamondbacks, I just want to mention uh, the Red Sox internally have talked about Mike Hayes, who is head of baseball operations for the Diamondbacks. The Red Sox have talked about him being a possible candidate for them. But, of course, Mike Hayes, and as you know, Tim, he's under contract with the Diamondbacks through 2024. They also hold a club option to 2025. Uh, At some point, i got to believe that the Red Sox will put the request in because Mike Hayes is regarded as one of the five to eight best you know, head of baseball operations in baseball. And I do think at some point, Ken Kendrick has to ask himself the question, look, am I going to be willing to pay Mike Hazen the going rate for those elite guys, which when I'm told by executives is something in the range of seven to $10 million a year. And if he's not going to be willing to pay it, I think it's just let him go. Uh, if Mike wants to go uh, to the Red Sox and he's got another guy, Amiel Sade. Uh, who is Mike's right-hand man, who I think would be a, a fine pick to take over for Mike if that's the way the Diamondbacks want to go, and they don't want to pay that going rate. Does that all make sense? Yes, that all makes sense. Mike Hazen is a very good young executive who's been around now for a while, so he's very experienced. And if the Diamondbacks don't pay him, somebody else is going to pay him yep. um, to run their club. And with his connections to the Red Sox and the Red Sox need somebody to help jumpstart that franchise again. I think he would be an excellent choice there, but you're right. Sign through next year uh, option for 2025. Uh, I I think, I think the Diamondbacks are going to have to pay him if they want to keep him. Yeah. He he can definitely use this situation potentially as leverage for him. If he wants to stay in Arizona, we'll, we'll get a feel for, you know, what the Diamondbacks want to do and what Mike wants to do going forward. The Orioles clinched a playoff spot. Pretty amazing. What did you think of that whole scene today? Well, that was one of the best games I've seen all year. The Orioles go up against the Rays, which is now a really good rivalry. The Rays bring in this ridiculously good bullpen, which had a 36-inning streak without allowing an earned run. And the Orioles scored in the 9th, 10th, and 11th today to win that game. Twice they scored with two out hits in order to either win the game or keep the game going. It was tremendous baseball, and this is why you never discount the Orioles. They're just like the Diamondbacks. They're young, they're hungry, and Brandon Hyde told me the beginning of 2022 Anthony Santander got hit by a pitch twice in two games in a row, and he just said, all right, that's it. I've had enough of this. We're not taking this anymore, and they have played like hell since. And, yes, this game was absolutely tremendous, and now it's really important because they have a two-game lead and they have the tiebreaker against the the uh, Rays. So, essentially, they're three games ahead of the Rays with two weeks to go. I think the Orioles are going to win this division uh, but the Rays are going to be a very difficult out in the playoffs also. Yeah, and talk about resiliency. The Rays, with everything that they've dealt with during the course of the year, do you think the Orioles have a chance to advance through the playoffs? Or do you think that the you know the pitching depth issues are going to come back to them a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to probably see the Astros as the team to beat once the postseason yep. starts. Because of their lineup, you know, Jordan Alvarez is healthy. Michael Brantley is back. Jose Altuve is crushing it. Their pitching isn't what it was at this time last year, but it's pretty darn good with Verlander still there. But I refuse to question the Orioles. They have proven me wrong over the years, the last year or so. So uh, do I think they'll be the favorite? I don't think so. I think the Astros will be the favorite. But do I think the Orioles can do some damage in October? Absolutely. The Dodgers uh, won the National League West. Uh, Do you think that they, with all the pitching issues they had, have that they could get through the postseason? Um, I think they can hit their way to the World Series and win it. I think they're that good of an offensive team. But the pitching issues you're talking about, 
I think it's going to run them a little short of the Braves, even though the Braves just got crushed by the Marlins. I think the Braves are going to be the clear team to beat. But if any team can beat them, it's going to be the Dodgers. I'm not sure how they're going to cobble that pitching together unless Bobby Miller and and the, the other young guys, Pepio and, you know, I, I, Sheehan, I don't know how they're going to do that with with young pitching, but boy, can they score runs. They're the only team that can outslow or slug with the Braves. It'll be very interesting to see how this goes. All right, Tim, before you go, I need to ask, because you and Taylor, of course, products of the University of Maryland, we heard from Taylor earlier in, uh, that he uh, suffered three broken bones in his foot, if that's what I remember correctly. Tim, what did they teach you guys there? Like, how did you, how did, how did this happen? Well, I think I think Taylor in his text to me said, uh, sorry, I missed you last night. I was at the Maryland game having a little too much fun. So I think we can put it together what a little too much fun led to. And now he's got a broken foot in the middle uh, as we're heading towards the postseason with his beloved Orioles. Uh, so I, that was an unwise move no matter what happened to Taylor. And I'm sorry that it did. So Taylor, I'm going to give Taylor a chance to defend himself here. I would say this, Taylor, his wife is pregnant. He's got a dog. He's on the road. And now he's got a broken foot, Tim. I mean, think about oh, that whole good. combination. Taylor was, you know, that Tim is, I think, kind of thinking that something might have happened to the game. Are we going to see a YouTube video of you getting thrown down the stands at some point? <laughs> oh, poor Taylor. Taylor? Uh, it's bad times over here, you guys. And in my defense, Tim, I, I will say I did, I did say I was having too much fun because that was the reason I didn't answer your text message at the time. But I have been absolved of uh i basically i didn't break my foot because i was intoxicated and my both of my in-laws and my wife they stated that in the moment and, and they're sticking with that story so um you know it's it, it was it was just a bad such unlucky situation oh it, it, it is such bad i just man i feel for you with everything going on oh my goodness all right tim uh i will talk yeah. to you soon all right thank you buster and heal up there taylor good luck okay This is the Numbers Game with Sarah Langs. Sarah Langs, reporter, producer for MLB.com. Sarah, how you doing on this Sunday night uh, as we tape Monday's podcast? I'm doing great, Buster. How are you? You love this. You love the Sunday night taping the Monday podcast. I do. I'll always wake up for an on Monday, but Sunday, finish Sunday baseball, eat my dinner a little late, and then talk baseball if you would. Perfect. Oh, man. So just to let people behind the curtain, uh, we were taping various elements of this and Sarah, uh, you know, learned as we were talking about it, about Taylor's injury. And I just see your face just melt, Sarah. You were so bummed for him. I knew it was going to end with him being injured because I'd heard that and I asked you the story. But man, I'm so, so sorry, Taylor. I hope you feel better soon. I know crushes are hard especially not in the city, somewhere like Connecticut, not being able to drive around all of that. But I know you'll make the best of it somehow. There's a lot of sports to watch this time of year, so you've got plenty to do sitting on a couch. I watch so much, so much football and baseball uh, these last two days. It's it's ridiculous, and there's no there's no shame in it either because I can't. I literally can do nothing. Okay, exactly. so one thing I would say. When, you know, you're watching all this football and baseball and your wife is having to do all the driving and she's <laughs> pregnant, don't talk about your fantasy team, okay? I mean, you can say, oh, my, you know, my foot hurts and that's okay, but that's just some advice from someone who's been divorced. Don't talk about your <laughs> fantasy team, okay? Yeah, no fantasy team talk. I, I got to keep my my emotions kind of neutral with the Orioles. You know, we, you know, we'll, I'll be, you know, taking everything in, but, uh, you know, we'll keep it mellow. Yeah, Sarah Abbott, would you agree with that advice that I'm giving to Taylor? Oh, yes, absolutely. And just like, man, what a tragic turn of events, Taylor. I just listening back to the story made me cringe the whole time. Mm. Oh, just like worst case scenario. All right. 
Well, Sarah, you and I, Sarah Langs, you and I were texting earlier on Sunday about the Dodgers because I, you know, uh, I was overnight. I was texting with Jessica Mendoza about Kershaw pitching four more innings and finding a way to help them win a division. And she was talking about how impressed she was with him. And so that just kind of got me curious. And I looked at the Dodgers stat page and I saw that Kershaw leads the Dodgers. You know, he's a million years old. And he leads the Dodgers in total innings. It's like 121 and two-thirds. I mean, this is a team that just won the division, and their most prolific starting pitcher has 121 and two-thirds innings. That's insane. We're, try to put that into context for us. Absolutely. So, obviously, first of all, we do have to acknowledge that if not for the ongoing situation with Hilarious, it would be different. But I will say, even earlier in the year when Arias was on the injured list, I had started looking into the idea that Kershaw might lead them in innings. So to your question about division winners, if we look and we exclude shortened seasons, the fewest innings pitch for any division winners, innings pitch leader in the season, is 153 in the third by Mike Byers for the 2017 Astros. And so, as you said, Kershaw, 121 in the third right now. He's not going to get close to 153. So this will be the fewest. And to the age point, he would be the sixth Dodger since 1900 to lead the team, the Dodgers, in innings in his age 35 season or older. Derek Lowe did it in 2008, Kevin Brown in 2000, and Dazzy Vance in 1927, 1928, and 1930. So you have both angles, the uh, few innings and the fact that he is uh, 35. That's crazy. All right, let's play the numbers game. Number three. Number three is four. So we talked about Royce Lewis a few weeks ago because he had hit three grand slams this season and he had hit uh, four in his career. And then on Friday, he hit another one. So four grand slams this season ties Alexi Ramirez in 2008 for the most minor rookie in the season. But it isn't just four grand slams. It's four grand slams in 18 game span. That is the shortest span in which a player is at four grand slams in MLB history and by a ton. The prior shortest span, or now number two on the list, is 39 games by Don Mangley in 1987. Royce Lewis did it in 18th. Number two. Number two is 110. So this is for you, Taylor, and all the Orioles fans out there. The Orioles clinched that playoff berth on Sunday, and they're just three years removed from losing 110 games. So in 2021, 52 and 110 this year into the playoffs. They're the second team in MLB history to go from a 110 loss season to a playoff berth in a three season man, joining the 2013 to 15 Astros and the NYMAX, who we just had in baseball, would also join this list if they make the postseason. Number one. Number one is 25. So, Shohei Otani will end up missing the final 25 games of the Angels season, but we're still expecting him to win MVP, which just tells you how crazy good his season was. So only two players have missed the last 10 games or more of a season. So consecutive games missed to end a season and won MVP or Cy Young. Mike Trout in 2019, he missed the last nine. 19 games, and Jim Palmer winning Cy Young in 1976. He missed the last 11, so presumably, you know, two starts there. So Otani will set this record by six games if he doesn't need to win MVP. 
Yeah, uh, and and I agree with you. He's going to win MVP. I, I'm going to be curious to see if there are a handful of writers who, you know, find a reason to vote for somebody else. But I think production-wise, there's no question he should be number one. Uh, before we go, I got a really easy question for you. Tell me who's going to be the number five and number six seeds in the National League, the last two wildcard spots. Oh, my gosh. I will say I loved how the Diamondbacks looked this weekend. That was a very important series for them. It looks really good. I definitely believe in them. Beyond that, I really have no idea. I mean, I have <laughs> the queen of the Giants pessimism train and my mother. And based on how they looked in Colorado, not ideal. Cubs didn't look great this weekend. The Marlins are certainly winning some impressive games. But I don't know if they'll get there. I have no idea for six, but I'm pretty confident in the Diamondbacks at this point. But who knows? Three days from now, it'll be totally flipped upside down. Yeah, two weeks ago, I think you and I, we would have picked the Cubs to be the five seed. Like, it felt like yeah. a lock, didn't it? It really did. It's crazy how quickly it changes this time of year. But Diamondbacks looks really good, and I think they deserve a lot of credit. And Tori Lavello, certainly. And everyone in that clubhouse for the resilience, you know, they're leading the division. No one expecting them to be there. And then there's this really precipitous fall. And everyone said, okay, maybe next year. But they said, no, we can still do this. We can still bounce back. And I really like seeing that. Yeah. And they're a fun team to be around. That's for sure. All right, Sarah, thanks for doing this. I will talk to you on Friday. Thanks so much for having me. Feel better, Taylor. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code BASEBALL. That's code BASEBALL. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. That's VividSeats.com today, code BASEBALL. Vivid Seats, experience it live. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, the clutch hits, the strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. On Sunday, Book Shambi, Doug Lanville caught up with the Cubs, Nico Horner. And here with Chicago Cubs second baseman Nico Horner. Cubs in need of a win as you guys have dropped four in a row. But let's rewind for a second. Tell me about the way this season has gone for you guys because middle of June you were 10 under 500. What's been the difference? What's turned things around for this team? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned a tough streak lately, but um, when you look at the arc of the season, you know, we're really trending the right direction. Um, I think uh, the depth of our group has been been really impressive, both um, from guys that have been here from the start of the year and then some, you know, reinforcements from our own system, which has been awesome to see, especially on the pitching side. And so uh, that's kind of been a, kind of the name of our group. I feel like we've had success from a lot of different places, and um, it's been really fun to be a part of. Tell me about the guy that you play with up the middle. You guys both should be Gold Glove finalists, Dansby Swanson. What's it been like getting to know him and then just playing alongside him? Yeah, I mean, obviously a player I was really familiar with from across the field and just being a fan of the game and um, the way he plays. But, you know, to appreciate Dansby is definitely um, that much more from a, a day in, day out, just seeing what he does on a daily basis, the consistency, as well as the highlights. You know, he's able to do both. And, um, you know, a guy that's really at the – the heart of our team in, in every way. Tell me about your season in terms of just being out there and getting a chance to play and staying healthy because you had a little stretch where you struggled a couple years ago in 2021, staying on the field. Now you're out there grinding every single day. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, learning to play in the big leagues is both about uh, production, but also what it means 
um, on a daily basis. Like you mentioned, Lucky, I'm very fortunate to have the chance to be be in the lineup every day, but that's definitely its own challenge. And you know, learn from guys like like Dansby and Ian Happ and um, a lot of other great veterans we have around here that have you know, found success in their own ways throughout their career and finding out how to get to the best version of themselves every day in a sustainable way. When you wake up in the morning right now, do you think to yourself, man, we got to make the playoffs? Um, I mean, I, I feel like that's been at the heart of everything for, for a long time. So it's kind of, I think, goes without saying. It's about the, the day at hand. You know, if the season ended today, we'd be we'd be in the playoffs. And it's you know easy to focus on negatives from, from this road trip or things like that. But, you know, we're still in a really strong place, headed home um, after today and, and just keep going from there. Cubs occupy the second wild card spot into the day's play in the National League. Last thing, how about a quick scouting report on Jordan Wicks, who gets the start? Lefty, we know he's got a good changeup. Yeah, I mean, just so cool to see a guy get called up from the minor leagues that's as, as polished as he is. I mean, um, we're such an, in an era of, uh, of stuff and, um, you know, just kind of raw skill sets, and it's really refreshing to see a guy who um, – both has that, but also just a mound presence and uh, polish way beyond his years. And just um, really exciting to, to see him both for, for what that means for this year and the future of our team. And he's a guy I think, you know, we're going to see um, producing at a high level for us for a long time. Thanks, Nico. Yep, of course. Anytime. Bleacher Tweets. Already, Buster. Bleacher Tweets for a Monday. Mundy, excuse me, P.K. Steinberg rates. And are the Angels more like a daytime soap opera, dark comedy, or Shakespearean tragedy? Yeah, there's you're looking way too deeply, P.K., for art, okay? There's no <laughs> art in this. This is a dumpster fire, you know? Everything going on. I, I mean, Anthony Rendon's situation, I shouldn't laugh, but Anthony Rendon, of course, has been out with a bone bruise. He saw four doctors, two picked by the Angels, two picked by him. Everybody said bone bruise. He's getting treated for that. And then he mentioned to reporters over the weekend, yeah, I'm getting treated for, you know, my foot's getting treated. And I, and I had a doctor who told me that I have a broken bone. And I'm kind of like, what difference does it make at this point? But I guess right. it sounds better if it's a broken bone. But that's not what the other four doctors said. And he's still out. I don't know. It's the whole thing is kind of nutty. <laughs> only only Anthony Rendon would be in a situation. No, I wouldn't. Like I, 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 I like him. I, I told you, I think he's getting a little bit of a, a bad rap, but that was kind of funny. Okay. Okay. Let's go to Cam. Cam and Cam 666 writes in with all the drama and chaos surrounding the Angels. Wouldn't it seem like the best move for Angels fans in baseball uh, would be for Moreno to sell at this point? It's pure anarchy and it seems to, and it seems like it starts at the top. Could Major League Baseball intervene in any way? No, they won't intervene. Uh, look, the team was up for sale last year, and then Artie Moreno decided they loved it. He wants to go forward. The one thing I'd say is he better be in for the long haul because they're probably not going to be a position to win for another five or six years. Corey Rukert writes in, here's a question we need to ask ourselves. Is Otani a diva? Rarely does interviews, cleaned out his locker with two weeks to go, didn't show up for pictures, etc. Is he a diva, and how do other teams view him now? So a couple things about this. Uh, someone pointed out to me that Gio Urshela cleared out his locker like three months ago when he had a seasoning injury. Nobody's talked about that. I would okay. say the timing, the timing for Otani and the way that went down where it's sort of like gets an MRI result. Uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to play this uh, the rest of the season you're done. And it's immediately like, okay, I'm leaving. And he packed up his locker and he went back to, went back to his place. Um, and he's looking to have surgery right away. I, and I do think that uh, first off, he's going to get a ton of money. Someone's going to be dying to have him. And I do think they're going to be poking around to ask the question, is there too much autonomy in Otani? Okay. Love it. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. Clever, Buster. Clever. Okay. Well, and I and I'll repeat myself. It's not like some team wouldn't say, "Yeah, we wouldn't take that guy." Of course, because he doesn't show up for a team picture. Okay. But <laughs> there's a lot of there has been some of that chatter. Zach Beeson writes in Buster in September. The Marlins swept the Nationals, took two or three from the Phillies and the Dodgers, and swept the Braves. Even David Cohn was talking about them on Sunday Night Baseball. Feels like a team nobody wants to face in October. Yeah, I think everyone would want to face them. Like, their pitching is, like, <laughs> they would be the team that people would want to face. But I, as I was talking with Tim, that's the nature of the wild card races. Like, we're not talking about a, a battle among more immortal teams. You know, there's swings. 
And I really have, as uh, Tim and I were talking about, a lot of admiration for the fact that the Marlins hung in there, despite the fact that, you know, their Cy Young Award winning pitcher really this year had a, has had a tough season. Last one for today, Amy Chapman. I saw the news about the Rosh Hashanah massacre, Heim Bloom in Boston, and wondered what would you think about uh, what do you what what do you think about GM jobs these days? Is it the same as many manager jobs where others are making decisions, and in some cases, it's not the it's the owner? Um, I I think for the most part, uh, you know, if you want to run a baseball organization, you want to be not the owner, not the manager. You want to be the head of baseball operations. It's a great job. Uh, I thought, you know, for Heim Bloom, this was a great opportunity in Boston. It just didn't work out. Um, and I, as I mentioned, I do think that Mike Hazen is an absolutely natural, perfect fit because of his roots within the Red Sox organization, his contract situation. And I do think it gives the Diamondbacks an opportunity just to answer the question internally. Are they going to be willing to pay him in that $70 million to $10 million a year range. Because if they're not, they should just let him go and, and let one of his uh, assistants take over. All right. There you have it. Bleacher Tweets for Monday. Hashtag Bleacher Tweets on Twitter as you're watching games. We'll be back on Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. That's it for today. My thanks to Tim, Sarah, Sarah, and Taylor. Taylor, hope you feel better. Thanks, man. I'm. I'm. We're gonna have to see how the rest of the week goes. It's. Uh. It's. I'm. I'm a very hobbled man. I have to get back to Connecticut. I have to get a cast on my foot, man. Um. So it's gonna be a busy week in, in the midst of of baseball and in college football ruling my life as well. Yeah. The the question is, have you cleaned out your locker? You know. Uh, no you way. Out your locker now that. Uh, no. Okay. Good. That's important. No. no. You get the playoffs I'm, coming up. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm hanging out on the bench. I'm. I'm hyping up the guys. You know. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be in film study. So I'll, I'm still hanging around, but I just might need a couple days to, uh, you know, to, to sort myself. Recover. Out. No, yeah. I, I totally get it. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and remember, hate and inequality based on skin color is something we need to fight against every single day. Hey, Sarah. What happened? So uh, he broke his foot. In, well, I haven't actually heard the story. And I don't know if I want you to tell the story, Taylor. I want you to okay. tell it first on R. Do you want to just tape the open? Yeah. You want yeah. to hear is the open, a, Sarah? Is that okay, sure. Sarah? Yeah. Uh, um, and, and Taylor, I'll pause and I'll I'll do a throw and you'll know. I'm not going to okay. tell you what it is. Okay. But I'll I'll do a throw and then we'll stop and then we'll tape Sarah, okay? Okay. Sounds good. Ready when you are. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.